I think that today we live in a world that is, you know, what connects me with other people? It's our passion. It's our professional passion. It's not where I'm located geographically. So, you know, I can have a great calling, you know, in Africa and we can write together books and, you know, we can do research together. There's no borders actually, you know, in science. And so I'm re- I really love it when you connect to people that, you know, you actually have the same goals and motivations and you can, you know, have this wonderful collaboration. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. This episode is all about career, intentions, decisions. Meet Dr. Roni Dudiogad, a clinician, researcher, educator, and global opinion leader in dermatology, specifically on the topics of adverse, cutaneous drug reactions and derriere disease. She mentors students and residents both in Israel and Canada and leads several research teams focusing specifically on these topics. Dr. Dudiogad graduated from the Technion and conducted clinical and research fellowships in the University of Toronto. She is currently an assistant professor in both of these institutions, the head of the dermatology program Bruce Rappaport Faculty of Medicine Technion Institute of Technology, Israel, and the head of Inflammatory and Autoimmune Skin Diseases Unit, Dermatology Department, Emic Medical Center, Israel. Dr. Dudiugad is engaged in major international collaborations, initiated and leads global educational platforms in dermatology, and she's a member of 8400 The Health Network. Well, we have um, a lot of different topics that uh, people may be expecting and, and probably that they won't be expecting. Um, you know, you're assistant professor in two departments within the tech and you're your head of, the, of dermatology, but... You know, you're a global opinion leader also, not in the sense of just dermatology, but also in the way that you do your research and you run your projects. Some of them, the projects that you've already, we've already talked about offline are, are just fascinating. And I'd love to at least get a taste of them in these short 20 minutes. But, but, but just as importantly, get a taste of your own personal journey and trajectory and career. And things that you realize now that if you were to talk to your younger self, um, what you would say to her. And so we, we have a lot to unpack, Ronnie, and, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Well, tell me a little bit about, you know, your work in general. Well, what is, you know, your work within dermatology? Well, what got you into dermatology? And then I'd love to hear a little bit about how you look back at your career. Okay, great. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Um, so currently, I think I can define my, my professional paths as like in three ways. I'm, first of all, I'm a physician. That's, you know, the basic thing, you know, that's my goal in life to treat patients to decrease suffering. If you, you ask me, what is my main goal in life is to decrease suffering. So being a, being a physician, that's the first, I'm a dermatologist doing uh, advanced medical dermatology and doing only, you know, hospital-based uh, patients and mostly complicated and uh, patients with severe skin disorders. Then I'm a scientist. You know, I love doing research. I've been doing that since I was, you know, in medical school. I have students and, you know, research is like for my soul. It's really mm-hmm. like, more of my introvert, uh, you know, aspect of my personality 
when I get the time to think and to really take into what I'm seeing, my medical, you know, practical work, and then going to, you know, more of the molecular basis and thinking about how we can do it in a better way. And then I'm also an educator. I see myself as somebody, uh, you know, mentoring students and residents. I deeply care about um, teaching and education in medicine in general and in dermatology in particular. I'm established to um, uh global educational platforms in dermatology, and I'm very passionate about that. But I think, you know, on top of those three issues and I think, you know, aspects of my professional life, I see myself as a global collaborator. This is something that I've been very interested and, you know, passionate about in the last two years. I think that today we live in a world that is, you know, what connects me with other people it's our passion. It's our professional passion. It's not where I'm located geographically. So, you know, I can have a great colleague, you know, in Africa and we can write together books and, you know, we can do research together. There's no borders actually, you know, in science. And so I'm re I really love it when you connect to people that, you know, you actually have the same goals and motivations and you can, you know, have this wonderful collaboration. So I'm very passionate about that. I love it. Okay, so so I, I definitely want to make sure that we we talk a little bit about these global initiatives that you're working on. But before that, looking back at your career and some of the insights that you that you now understand that would have been relevant for you, but and are definitely relevant to to young females or people in general. You know, I, I think it, it, it it's we may be talking a little bit about gender now, but um, but but it's definitely relevant for all different people that are coming. Um, with a seemingly different background than than what society perhaps is, is is saying, so share with me a little bit about you know your own career and and a little bit of how you look back at it. Yeah, sure. So um, you know, I'm I was invited in the last um, you know Women's Day, Women International Day to the Faculty of Medicine at the Technium to share my journey. So I had the time mm -hmm. to reflect back and to think, you know, what I've learned, and I realized that I've learned so much. Since I, you know, entered medical school at the age of 20, currently I'm 46, so it's, it's been 26 years of professional life that, you know, and I wish somebody told me the things that I know now, so I want to share them with, you know, I, I agree with you, it's not only women, but women do have specific issues, so I'm, I think it's really relevant for everybody, but, you know, me as a female, I think some things are more relevant, so I think, you know, there's the, I call it the challenging triangle of life. So you actually have three vertices, right? You have your family, then you have your career, and then you have yourself. And how do you, you know, coordinate yourself between these three corners, right? Because, you know, when, you know, in the time that you become a professional person, you know, uh, starting in the 20, 30, you're also building your family, which is also very important, right? And then for female, you, you know, you're pregnant and, you know, then you're breastfeeding and then you have this very important connection as a mom. So I right. was struggling with this triangle, like trying to do everything and uh, making many mistakes on the way. So I think there's some obstacles that I realized. One of them is the misleading financial calculation. I, I've, 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 this is the name I gave it. Like, what is the misleading financial calculation? You know, when I was a resident, 
Like, you know, all the money that I've earned actually went to, uh, you know, to give to the babysitters and, you know, the, the home task that I was given. I, I gave and, and people, other people were taking care of my children, you know, many hours in the day when I was at the hospital twice a week that I doing night shifts. So many people, also friends with good intentions came to me and said, well, Ronnie, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't earn money because all the money that you actually earn is, you know, you, you, you take it out and you pay some other people, you know, to do this stuff. And then you don't earn money and you don't see your kids. Like, you don't see them as much as you want, right? You see them, but you're not really, you're not close, you, you're not spending many hours with them. So it doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what, like, it makes more sense just, you know, take the money or, you know, you get and be with your kids. But this mm-hmm. is a very short-term, you know, prisma. Okay? Yes. So, and that may last for many years. Like for me, five years of my residency, that was the situation and even a bit more. So, you know, if you look in the short term, it makes sense, right? It doesn't make any sense to earn money, to give it to somebody else, and then start to see your kid, right? But then if you think it in the long term, you build yourself a career. You build yourself first up financially, even talking only financially, you know, Michael, really just about that. You know, now I earn a lot of money and, you know, you need to invest in your career at the beginning. And you still, you know, even if for the short term, it doesn't make any sense for the long term, it does. I'm not even talking, you know, about the, you know, the, the, the self, you know, uh, um, inspiration, you know, self-fulfillment and all the other important stuff and, you know, all of that. But even for only the financial, so the, I think this is one right. obstacle that people need to understand and to, to just bear it in their mind when, you know, they're, they're doing what they're doing. Because many times I have students and residents and they tell me, well, I don't have time to write the paper because you know, I need to, I don't know, clean the house. And I'm saying, you don't like take outsource that. You don't need to do that. That's the time you need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, you need to think on long term and short term. The other thing is... By the way, I think that just, just to, to, to touch on that point, you know, the, it, there's a lot of, a lot of um, very foundational understanding here now that the compound interest that one gets when they put in a dollar into their 401k essentially multiplies itself tenfold by the you know within a 30 year span by the time you take it out and people think that if they put $10 in their 401k now they're going to get ten, that, those same $10 in in the next 30 years no they're actually going to get you know a few hundred dollars from those $10 and 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 here it's a little bit harder to prove i think mathematically what you're talking about but but if you actually sit down and put away you know the personal feelings and the pre and the assumptions of society you actually understand that, it, that it's very much the case. And, and so I think you're touching on a very, very important point. Yeah, and I'm think, very happy you know, we're talking and, about And people convince us, especially because it's a very sensitive issue. It relates to our children, right? Right. It's very like, you know, right. it's, it's a sensitive and you yeah. need to be very strong about it. The other thing that I do want to mention, and that's from Sheryl Sandberg, uh, you know, uh, uh, leaning in her book, which I really like. And, you know, I encourage mm-hmm. people to read it. She was talking about, she talks about the challenging marathon which I really love. You know, what is the challenging marathon? Think about a woman and a, we- a man running in the marathon of their career, right? So the man, when he runs, everybody like cheering him up. You know, whoa, you're such a, you know, you're so great. You're building the future of your family. You're, you're going to be earning a lot of money. You're bringing the respect. That is wonderful. What do you need? Some water, maybe, you know, take some, uh, you know, snack bar, whatever. What is the, what is the voice? What are the audience of the women? 
of the, of the female, right? Of the woman running. And I was running. I'm still running. I know what, it, what is the, I know the audience very well. The audience is like, oh, you're running. But where, where are the kids? <laughs> where are the kids right now? You're running. You take the time to run and you take the pleasure to fulfill yourself. But then where are your kids? Somebody else is taking care of them. Well, and you, do you really know what was in school today? Have you been talking to your daughter lately? You know, making sure that she's emotionally, everything is okay. I mean, it's nice that you want to fulfill yourself. You know, you have the advantage of doing that. But, you know, we're just, you know, we're just, we're just guessing what's happening back home. Like, you know, what's happening with your husband, with your kids, is everything okay? They would never cheer. They would never tell. I'm I'm 26 of 30, 26 years of career. I can count in one hand people who said to me, wow, good for you. You're doing the right thing. That's really, you know, personal experience. And I think when you, when you understand that, when you do not expect the audience to be a supportive audience, when the expectation are, you know, you just say, I know this is what, this is the voice that I'm going to hear, but that's okay. It's just okay. I'm not expecting anything else. So I think this is one thing that I learned not to expect. And then I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I do not have any, you know, um, drawbacks. Like I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I know the voice. And the third thing is. So, 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 what, so just to make sure, you know, the takeaway here. It's less about, you know, trying to say, okay, let's change the way we communicate and the expectations. We're saying, okay, let's maybe, maybe as a good start, let's understand the expectations and understand what societal norms are, accept them, disagree with them, own that disagreement, and yeah, be okay and don't with try it. to convince own anybody. The expectation. You know, I was always trying right. to convince the the audience to be supportive. That that's a loose game. Like you're not gonna like it's not gonna happen. Other right. you know, it's otherwise they really support you to begin with and it's not much, or they don't. And that's okay. It's their issue, it's not yours. But you need to know that there is no yep. way, you know, it's just that is the way. And just you know, don't don't be build like a shelter, like don't don't take it in. And then I think there are two other things that I realize more is I think for me as as a female. That is, one is our instinct to please. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's the way we're raised, and, but I see also my friends. Like, you know, we feel uncomfortable saying no. When we get to do something, mm-hmm. like, can you please ask, help me? Can you please? And, you know, you're like, yeah, you want to say yes. You want to help everybody. You want to be the good girl. And when you have a career, and when you're, you have a career that, and your time is so limited, you need to say yes. No. You need to say, learn not to say yes. Just say, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. And, you know, and just, you know, it's so hard. You, you couldn't imagine. I don't know. I don't know if you know that feeling, but it's so, it's so hard for females to, uh, you know, to say no. And I've learned that. And it's still hard for me to say just no. I'm sorry. I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to help you now. I'm not able to, you know, to have lunch with you or I'm not able to cook dinners for whatever family member because I don't have the time. Other, maybe other people can do that. I don't have the time. So I think, you know, you just need to remember those are the main things. And then I think the, the you know, what are the travel tips for a great career is to remember good enough is enough. I think this is really for all genders, <laughs> right? 
I, I, you know, I'm a perfectionist. Like I'm always have to be like, and I learned through time that it's really, it's, it's, it's a bad thing. It doesn't work good. You need to be comfortable with good enough and just, you know, just fall. Yes. And if you have, you know, drawbacks and, you know, you're, you're having some things that you're not a hundred percent, that's okay. You know, you're still running. It's not, a, you know, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint. You're just still running. And, and I remember my mentor, Professor Neil Shear, my beloved mentor from uh, the University of Toronto, he said to me, Ronnie, you know what is important? You wake up, you come to the hospital and still doing what you're doing. And although we have some, you know, difficult days, you, you continue to do it. You still come and continue, you know, driving that car, you know, and I think this is very important. So we talked a bit about outsourcing, and I think outsourcing is my main, main, you know, if you said to me, Michael, like, what is the one tip that you want to say to young people? Outsource. So my grandmother, my beloved grandmother, um, who passed away, at the age of 16, she already, I think, understood who she has, like, you know, she understood my personality, my character, my ambition. And she said to me something I would never forget. She said to me, Ronnie, you know, it really doesn't, the, the towels don't care who fold them, but your kids will deeply care who, you know, tells them the story before they go to sleep. And that was like my, you know, my main thing that I've, you know, followed in my life. I was just out, I'm still outsourcing everything. Whatever I don't need to do, I don't need, I, I'm not doing. And the time that I have, you know, at home, I make sure I make you know, impactful and, uh, you know, really meaningful time with my beloved ones, with my kids, with my husband, you know, with my family, with my friends. Like, I, I really try just to keep as much time as I can when I'm not working with my, you know, with the dear people in my life. And when I'm with them, to be with them. So I think this is very, very important because I see many people who have career, but then at the end of 40 years of career, they have no friends or the families already, you know, gave, gave up on them because they were never taking the time to invest in, you know, in relationships and relationships, you know, you need to invest in relationships. It's not something, it's not like, you know, you need to be there for them where they're sick. You need to be there for them when they're not feeling well emotionally or physically for your, for the dear people in your life. So, and, and also to have great moments, like, you know, happy moments, you know, and, you know, do fun things together. So I think, I think in life, what is important, which makes us happy is really relationships. And I think you need to invest them, although you have great career, right. but the only thing you can do is like 24 hours, you know, 24 hours a day, like you cannot invent something else yet. So you just outsource other things, even if you need to pay money for that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you bring up some some really interesting considerations about both personal fulfillment, relationships, investments, prioritization, and understanding at the end where where it counts and where it doesn't count, and how do you balance between short term and long term? And it is a balance because you could be at the right. hospital twenty four seven, and you do choose to come home and tell that's the story exactly to the, the kids thing. at night. That is what counts. That is the biggest ROI. But, uh, and, and, and that balance, I think that great balance is right. something that it's we just don't talk about. It's exactly, you know, going back to the triangle, trying to, you know, and it's okay sometimes in life, it doesn't have to be 
and, you know, all the time balance. Like there were times in my life that I was like full in my career because I had exams and, you know, so maybe in one year I was like most in my career, but then another year I was, you know, taking some, you know, some, the leg off the gas and going back, being more at home. So it doesn't have to be at the same moment, this harmony, but, but I think it has to be in your mind and you have to be focused on making sure that you, you did you remember those, you know, three important vertices in your life. And I do want to say before, I want to make sure that I give credit to my mother. My mother, she's a, she has, she's a professor. She has a wonderful career. And she came from a very, if I, I had, you know, and I have to say my parents were very supportive and my husband is really supportive. So I was very lucky. And even though being very lucky, I'm still, it was a great, it was a big struggling. So I can't even imagine how is it if you come from a home it's not supportive and you don't have like, you know, my mother was a role model for me. Yeah, I knew how she had a career. I saw her was, you know, kind of, if, if I was not left who I am today, that will be the surprising part, actually. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal that I did what I did in a way. You know what I mean? Because I, I had a great role model. I had supportive family. I yes. had a husband who really supports me. So big deal, you know? Like everything was there for me and it still was a struggle, Michael, it still was a struggle. So, you know, it, it is hard. And I think it's okay to say that it's hard. I, you know, sometimes, you know, there's International Women Day and they come very like successful women and they say, well, it's all in your head. You know, you're just like the same. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry, I may not. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, why are you lying? Why are you not saying the truth? That it's hard, that sometimes your kids will cry when you have to go on the plane to the meeting. And they will say, you know, I had my, my kids, they were hard times. You know, I had to go to New York uh, to work there for a month. And my son was very upset with that. When we came back to Israel, I remember we went to vacation in a lot. And my husband, he does windsurfing. So my son, you know, he went to the, to the, to the sea, to the windsurfing. I stayed at, at the beach with my son. And my son was crying for half an hour. I hate you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to be with you. Where's my father? And all, you know, Israeli people were looking at me like, who's this horrible mother? Like, what does she do to her son? See, there are other moments of pain. And I wanted to disappear at that moment. But now, you know, it went away. Everything is okay. My son is so close to me and we're great. So there will be these moments and you're not alone. Like it happens to everybody. That's the price that you pay. You know, there's fr no free lunch and we need to talk about it. We need to say that. You know, I wish somebody told that to me. At the end, it's a, uh, I, 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 first of all, thank you for, for being so open and, and, and sharing, you know, at the end, I think it, it goes back to, to that same triangle that same understanding that at the end, you know, if, if you have a goal of, you know, and I think every, probably every parent, and I, I'm not a parent yet, so I, I, it's hard for me to say, but I'm, I'm guessing that every parent would agree that their goal is to bring, to provide the best, the best life for their kids, right? And that, that's the, the end result. It doesn't really matter what profession, the best quality of life for their kids, their grandkids, etc. And if you look at everything that we've talked about now, you're, this is where your priorities are. And, you're, and what you're saying here is sometimes we get confused, perhaps, and we think that these short-term events are indicative of quality of life or long-term happiness when, when really they're, they're noise, they're obstacles, they're, they're struggles that we should be able to deal with. But society doesn't really allow us to deal with them, just like you said in that situation where you felt like a bad mother, you know, sitting on that beach, even though 
that that wasn't the case. It was a single instance. And, and, I, and uh, you know, that and, moment could have brought me to say, you know, I'm, I'm giving up on everything. Right. Because there was so right. much pain in that moment, so much pain. And, you know, listening to his crying. And, and it, there was, after I was one month in work City and he was upset and that's okay. You know, I, 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 I just needed to understand. And I remember saying, this is the price. This right. is the price and everything will be okay because I'm just, I really believe in what I do. And I, you know, I'm, I believe, you know, in the reason I'm in medicine and the reason I'm doing research and science and there's, and I, you know, and nowadays my son is really, he says to me, you're my inspiration, mom. He says to me that a few days ago, he said, you're inspiring me. And that is, I think, a, a much, much, much more important and amazing gift than a, a month here or a month there, a story here or a story there. Yes. At the end, that's, you know, that, that's, the, that's the investment for long-term for, for him to also be a good parent later on and to provide inspiration to those around him. And uh, Dr. Roni, I, I really want to thank you for the time. You know, we, you, the, we, we, all, everything that we talked about now, you know, it doesn't even relate directly with, with your day-to-day work and, and the way that you're working in medicine and the global collaborations and projects. I'm, I'm already going to invite you and book you for another episode because <laughs> we, we need to talk about them because they're just as inspiring. But, but I'm, I'm leaving this conversation with... Uh, with with better understanding and and energy towards you know uh, prioritizations and and balance or or the fact that it's okay to have some imbalance sometimes. Yes. Yes. So thank you very very much. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you.